Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon. My name's Kyle Ryder. This is the Close of Business podcast, and I'm joined today by David Scott. David, how are you going? Very fantastic. Uh, I'm pleased that we've managed to navigate this pretty tricky period. Lots of macro events over the past 24 hours, but here we are, and uh, we've managed to get through. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. I mean, it's been a wild 24 hours. We may as well crack on to just you know the macro, both here and abroad. U.S. inflation, we were talking about it yesterday. We said, well, if it's going to have a nine in front of it, then uh, everything will melt down. And to an extent... We saw a little bit of that in the uh, futures markets, in terms of the interest rate futures markets and the swaps markets. Um, but stocks held up reasonably well. And then, you know, I suppose today, just to add a local color to the uh, the situation, is uh, the Aussie jobs numbers came out, a 48-year low for the uh, unemployment rate, 3.5%. Um, but it was largely shrugged off by the market. So what do you think we're seeing here? I think we want to go and see, uh, we're getting information about what has happened. I think what uh, people are now looking forward to is what's the next catalyst. And there's a few events that are coming up and not necessarily from the data front, but uh, I think a lot of people have got their eyes on. But uh, going back to that jobs report, uh, wow, I'm I'm, uh, echoing uh, shades of Paul Keating back in 1995 when he was talking about the national accounts. It was a beautiful set of numbers. (laughs) uh, I've seen plenty of job reports come and go in my time no matter what field of finance I've been working in. And I tell you what, uh, I struggle to pick many holes in that report. You can always go and say, oh, the rotation group is doing this and that and everything else. But uh, underneath the surface, it was rock solid across the entire board. Yeah, and I was talking to Phil O'Donoghue from Deutsche Bank today, and he said, we're all lined up now for a potential 75-pointer from the RBA. Obviously, the markets are pricing in 50 basis points. Um, he does say, of course, that that depends very much on the CPI figure at the end of the month. Mm. His assumptions and his, his early modelling suggests that it could be uh, uh, another hot figure, a little bit like what we saw in the US uh, last night, and that we should be prepared for a potential aggressive move from the RBA when they meet next in August. Yeah, it's it's right. Like you look across the, the world, we're still getting upside surprises in inflation. And then you look at where Australia's labour market is at the moment. And to suggest that uh, no, it's all going to be remaining benign and everything else, like that's um, that argument's been put to bed. So I just wonder, like uh, we have over 200 basis points of hikes still priced into this Aussie curve by the end of this year. I just wonder why we just don't get on with it. The RBA surely knows that other settings are inappropriate given where we are for the circumstances. Stop telling us about how many meetings you have a year and act upon it. Go and get policy to where it should be here and now. Just do it, Scotty says. And that's fair enough too. And I mean, you know, we have got, again, evidence of central bankers around the world doing that. The Bank of Canada met last night, surprised us with a 100 basis point hike. Mm. Uh, everyone was expecting a 75 there. I think even economists were calling something a little bit more conservative down the lines of 50, or at least that was split between 50 and 75. Um, and, you know, Raphael Bostic last night, Atlanta Fed president, um, you know, the first Fed speaker, which I'm sure there will be many to come over the next, well, couple of days and weeks until the Fed blackout period, starting to 
hints at the possibility of a 100-point hike from the Fed at the end of the month. Um, that's basically fully baked into the market now, maybe 70 80%. Yeah, we're going to find out one way or another because the uh, next uh, couple of nights before we get to blackout for the other uh, Fed before their meeting, uh, they're going to go and sow the seeds of what, uh, what to go and expect. And I would not be surprised. We know the labour market there is still very strong. We saw that payrolls report out last Friday. And you're going put that together with that inflation report. Wow, we. Uh, I know the cyclical indicators are, are starting to go and point down, but you've got to go and pay respect to what's going on with that labour market. Until you see all those clear leading indicators go and soften, uh, yeah, the battle is still with inflation at this point, albeit it's starting to become more nuanced. Yeah, okay. And just before we leave that topic, Christopher Waller is, uh, from what I can see here, the only speaker fed speaker to come out overnight that might be wrong just for referring to forex fact uh forex factory here but nevertheless we might get a bit of color from him we also get ppi data out of the us tonight too um but we'll just quickly go around the grounds quickly as it relates uh to the local market because overall it was a really stellar day actually um you know given the fact that we did have a pretty soft lead from wall street we had that strong uh labor market report that might have added to concerns about interest rate hikes which naturally we just said it hasn't really changed too much in terms of market pricing just yet um but you know the financials were really the only down we've, we've got a lot of bank earnings out tonight i don't know if you can really infer from uh, what we saw in the uh, local financial sector today some kind of concern about what's going to happen tonight with some of the big banks that are reporting on wall street um email payments uh, was up about 11, 11%. That's a wild ride, though. Um, Coronado, New Hope, and Whitehaven uh, all gained by more than 5.5%. Uh, that was assisted by speculation. China might be about to drop its official ban on Australian uh, coal imports. Uh, meanwhile, Lake Resources was one of the big movers. It uh, fell after short seller JCAP's bearish thesis was wrong, tumbling 10.3% upon the resumption of trade today. So that's a little bit of a snapshot of what we saw in the market today. Uh, stock of the day, Scuddy? Bigger cheese. And uh, boy, it, uh, it whiffed. Uh, excuse the pun. <laughs> but uh, it was down close to 8% or so. And uh, I came out with a profit warning. And just the commentary was uh, was very bearish from the, uh, from the management team, it's got to be said. So we thought, why not go and take the opportunity today to go and use that for our stock of the day. So Nadine sat down with our guest today, who are Joshua Barker from Macro Capital and Carl Capolingua from Think Markets, to get their take as to whether it's worthwhile buying the cheese. Let's have a listen. Short-term downtrend is accelerating, if anything, to the downside after today's response, which is a negative response to that announcement. Um, there's a little bit of buy coming in around about that 320 level, but not enough for me to say, hey, um, you know, rush out there and and, and try and uh, you know bottom pick this one or bargain hunt this one. And I think that's a really dangerous thing to do in any bear market. This one in particular. Uh, so. Uh, I hold sell if I if I didn't have it no it's it's not a buy and it, it is so far away from being a buy because I need to see uh, white candles come in this is all black candles I need to see high peaks and higher troughs this is all lower peaks and lower troughs I need to see the moving averages turn around these moving averages are well entrenched to the downside so it's not a buy if if you don't have it and if you've got it I've got to look at that trend and I'm going to say this this got to be something out there better to do with your money we'll talk about a few later on uh, in today's session so I'm going to go sell. I didn't like the fact that management were continuing to blame and, and talk quite negatively about the environment that their company's in. So not a, not a great sign. And uh, hello and behold, the first sentence of this announcement is COVID floods, Ukraine and lockdowns in China. So, um, you know, management's not too confident on their own business at the moment. So I don't think you want to be stepping into this one. Um, I'd still reiterate a sell, you know, once a, a stock breaks those lows, it can continue to accelerate to the downside. There we have it. 
Not often we go and say this, but I reckon that that uh, kind of commentary that was a hard sell from, <laughs> from both of the uh, yeah, the gentlemen there. Sell. Not uh, not interested at the moment. Uh, quite a cyclical business as well, and uh, exposed to some of those margin pressures that are coming through. And uh, whilst cheese, I would say, is a uh, no necessity in life, not everyone would probably agree. No, no, <laughs> you sp- you. You've you like the finer things, though, don't you? Yes, yeah, absolutely. You're, uh, uh, certainly, my uh, man of my fine girth, taste. My uh, speaks uh, to that point. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, um, let's get things wrapping up very quickly because we've already kind of gone through what we're expecting tonight. Uh, US PPI data again, uh, looking out for any Fed speak on the potential for a change of guidance um, and language from anyone that got, does come out from the Fed uh, about that uh, next meeting. Um, otherwise, again, looking at that, those big banks as being a potential. Um, yeah, canary in the coal mine is probably a, bit, a little bit too much because they're certainly not canaries, they're, they're, they're big birds. Um, but, you know, a bit of a gauge on how they see the US economy unfolding in the next six to 12 months. Um, you know, I think it was uh, maybe uh, Martin Crabb the other day talking about how Jamie Dimon likes to, um, you know, rattle a cage a little bit to, to uh, consider continue this sort of aviary uh, kind of metaphors. Um, but anything else that you're looking at, Scuddy, or uh, or is that uh, pretty much it? No, the banks will be interesting. I'm not not expecting. I suspect they're probably going beat on uh, most of the metrics. That's uh, that's a given. But uh, I'll be interested in the commentary. I've been reading a lot uh, about uh, no, uh, quite a substantial uptick in auto loan defaults that are coming through. Hmm. Uh, so that's an interesting anecdote. Uh, whether it's uh, going to be reflective of what's going to broadly uh, happen in the next uh, next few quarters. Uh, hopefully, we might get a bit of uh, a colour from that from the big bank chief executives. Uh, the only thing I've really got to go and do is uh, say uh, congratulations to Libby, our producer on the podcast <laughs> here. Uh, of course, I went and uh, finished yesterday's podcast saying go the Blues and State of Origin. And uh, something about deciders in that particular part of the world, uh, when it comes to the crunch, Queensland always manages to find that little bit extra uh, effort. And uh, great, uh, great performance by both teams, it's got to be said, but congratulations to Queensland, uh, the State of Origin champions for 2022. And uh, Libby is very happy about that. So congratulations, boys. But for that, um, I reckon we're just going to wrap it up and uh, get ready for Friday. Yeah, let's rock and roll. See ya. <laughs>